Welcome to episode 16 of Instant Expertise Marketing. We appreciate you listening in. Today, we want to talk about how to approach giving your stakeholders what they want. I'm Yvette Brown, co-founder of X-Promos. I became an entrepreneur at 23 by starting my own agency with my then 29-year-old business partner, Sherry Nomadi. And I'm Sherry Nomadi. Even though Yvette and I approach business from opposite ends of the spectrum, we nearly always come to the same conclusions on how to help our clients succeed. As you can imagine, we use a lot of MarTech tools in our business. And truth be told, I'm a bit of a tech junkie, so I stay pretty plugged in to what's going on in the marketplace. My curiosity has served us well, I think, as we integrate evolving technologies into virtually every program we create for clients. That's true. To survive for 30 years as we have, you have to adopt to the marketplace. Applying proven strategies to evolving technologies keeps us in the forefront on marketing opportunities and conversations. Because we are so deep into it, we forget that not everyone is quite there. For example, my kids helped me stay an early adopter early on with text messaging, Snapchatting, WhatsApp, and those types of things because, well, that's how they wanted to communicate with me. And really, Sherry's point is right on. If you really want to resonate with your audience, you need to speak their language and connect with them in the way that is most comfortable for them. This varies widely by generational cohort, for instance. My brother, a baby boomer, loves to call people on the phone for information. He calls the bank, he calls hotels, the airlines, and many other services that have migrated so much to online self-service. Me, I'm a Gen Xer. I will always try online first, including chat and sometimes email help before I even ever pick up the phone. So what makes us so different? We grew up in the same household. It's generational. Don't get Yvette started on the generational cohort conversation unless you have all afternoon. <laughs> the point is you can't assume that your audience is where you are unless you are literally a perfect prospect for your own brand or service. And the reality is that many brands serve broad audiences and thus have multiple channels of communication to engage their product, their prospects, and their customers. There's been a couple points in our history where evolving technology didn't align as well as we assumed it would. In one case, we had landed a huge opportunity with a packaged goods brand. They came to us as the VP of marketing had recently relocated to the Midwest from the West Coast. While out West, we had created a couple of highly successful programs for his brand, so he called on us to share some thoughts at his new location. And now this was a major household brand with a huge upside potential. So we dug in deep, we put our best effort into creating a brand promotion that would really ring the register. We did our research and we came up with really what I thought was the perfect promotion. It leveraged their relationship with Catalina Couponing in store to create an instant win offer for a free Kindle book e-reader. 
At that time, e-readers were exploding in popularity. Redemption and fulfillment was going to be easy to manage, and there was a great mix of high value, low cost. We over-delivered on the initial presentation by researching marketing tendencies of several of their top accounts so that we could customize the overlays to ensure engagement with the big offer. We created custom brand decks for every one of those key accounts. We visited as many of them as we could get to. We took photos of their POS and their marketing. We called on colleagues and family and friends to do store checks at regional stores as well so we could put together a comprehensive presentation. And of course, we made the big presentation in person. Their corporate office was a couple hours away from the major airport, so we had to fly in and arrive the night before. It was the spring, and as luck would have it, we arrived during a pretty big snowstorm. Lucky for me, Sherry is an expert at driving in inclement weather. I'm a California girl, so I don't even really like driving in the rain. The storm was pretty bad. Our two hour drive turned into about a four hour drive based on the weather conditions. And I'm pretty sure we hit some sort of wild creature along the way. I think we did. That was, that was kind of scary and sad all at one time. So as a result, we got in super late. We had a short night and the next day our rental car was buried in the snow. I was totally out of my element, but Sherry showed me the way and we got it all, you know, dug out and we made it to our client meeting on time. We were fortunate actually to still have the meeting because many people didn't even come into the office that day to the, due to the severity of the storm. But we finally got to present our awesome big idea and it fell totally flat. Our client wasn't that familiar with Kindle and he wondered if anyone would even know what that was. I had stats that showed that the Kindle app was on over 1 billion digital devices worldwide, even at that point in time, this was a few years ago, but it wasn't enough to convince the team that this was the best idea ever. In the end, we were paid handsomely for our work, but the big promotion never got off the ground. The funds were then redirected to other initiatives and we never landed another project with them. When I went back and reviewed the data, I realized that although e-readers were growing everywhere, they were actually lagging in the Midwest and that became our downfall. To this day, I think about that program. Naturally, I believe they should have run with it as they were a national brand and it would have resonated overall. But in reality, I had failed to create a program that would be understood and loved by our client because it didn't excite the core audience in his immediate vicinity. Had we presented a program with a more traditional offer, we would have likely gotten to continue to work with the brand. That was a harsh lesson for sure. It really was. And since then, we've been much more careful about developing our presentations by properly reading the audiences that we are presenting to. Our clients are located all across the country. It is our style to push the boundaries of innovation with at least one idea, but we always balance the presentation with at least one safe choice. Why push, you might say? 
Why not give your boss, your client, your partners what they want? Well, we learned a lesson at the other end of the spectrum with a different packaged goods brand a few years before. This was a client that we had been working with for a few years, doing a variety of small promotions and marketing projects like sell sheets, freestanding inserts, product launches, and the likes. They had come to us and asked us to pitch ideas for the next year, and they indicated we would be competing against a couple of agencies upon the request of the sales department. No problem. We knew the client very well. They shared their budgets openly and honestly with all the agencies, and we worked to create three great programs that fit solidly into that budget they gave us. The concepts were clever, they were smart, they were on budget, one was even really safe, and yet we lost again. In this case, we lost the program because our competitor came in with something that was literally 10 times the budget. Not even kidding you, 10x the budget. It resonated with the client because it appealed to their personal desires, and then they went out and got 10 times the budget approved. We were devastated and angry. And from that, we learned and we grew. That was the last safe program we've ever presented without balancing it out with a big, who cares about budget idea. And speaking of safe programs, I've got one more story for you about the importance of pushing your clients and your customers. One of our 15 year plus clients once told me, if I'm not uncomfortable with at least one of your ideas, I know something isn't right. And that was his barometer of whether or not we were doing a good job at pushing him beyond his comfort zone. Of course, after hearing that, we made sure to continue to test his limits. One time we pushed maybe a little too far. We presented a program that offered a huge reward to any prospect who got a tattoo with their company logo. It was literally perfect for their audience, and we knew we would have some takers on this. Unfortunately, we went too far over the line with our client. He got super uncomfortable with the idea and declined not to proceed with that one. So although our longtime client declined that particular idea, he did continue to work with us, he knew we would keep testing his limits to ensure that his marketing efforts stood out in the marketing place. And on a side note, shortly after we presented that concept, Domino's ran their own tattoo program, offering free pizza for life. It was so successful, they had to suspend the program because it was over-redeeming. Yep, and truth be told, we've had a few other instances where our concepts maybe went a little too far. One idea I was hell-bent on presenting because it was so perfectly on target and it was a little racy, but it did fit the target audience and a little bit of the essence of the brand. Sherry, to her credit, did agree to include the idea, but she insisted that I be the one that presented it. But that's kind of a story for another day. It sure is. We've definitely learned some painful lessons over the years that have cost us business. If we could leave you with one thought today, it would be to avoid the pain by taking this advice. 
don't be afraid to present an idea that is way out of the comfort zone and even the budget. And don't forget to present something that they can say yes to as well. In the end, you'll get more wins. Thanks for listening and come back soon.